welcome to the that's outrageous i know <laughs> no but i like that you go like two octaves higher i'm gonna i'm gonna play it cool okay. how about this play welcome cool. oh that's outrageous working title <laughs> that's like a sex that's like they were sitting by the fireplace with my uh with this with with some brandy i'm sipping some bread right yay Oh, goodness. Well, and here we go. Episode 14. We got some good stuff in store. We have a first ever taste test. We do. I'm kind of scared. I feel scared about it. I'm very scared about it. You've made me scared. Like about I, it. I really am like I'm nervous. Like I feel like a pit in my stomach a little bit. Yeah, I should have had some water, right? Yeah, you may need to, and also something to spit it out in. <laughs> really? I've been warned. I've been warned by many people who have tried it. Oh, God. All right, here we go. Uh, but first, we will go spanning the globe for this Ooh. week's news. I know, I feel like we should have like a do do Yeah. Morse code telegram coming in. Telegram. <laughs> Alexander Graham Bell. Um, the headline is aggressive raccoons. Of course, we have to have a wildlife. Segment. Yeah, I was going to say, what animal has done something sure. wacky this week? Oh, there's so many animal stories. Uh, this week, it's raccoons. And aggressive raccoons keep harassing White House reporters. And there's a wild video. I like raccoons. You know that I like oh. raccoons because they have hands. They're, well, they're kind of vicious. They are kind of vicious, though. I've never had a problem with a raccoon. You told a story on this podcast about a raccoon. Well, yeah, was- raccoons have gotten into the garbage and stuff, <laughs> but they've never personally tried to assault me. They're just trying to get by. Raccoons are just trying to get by. Uh, yeah, so it says, it seems a gang of wily raccoons has... <laughs> gang raccoons. Has- <laughs> A gang of wily raccoons has taken up residence on the White House lawn and at least one sneaked up on a TV reporter early Wednesday. I did see this clip. CNN's Joe Johns was on camera shooting a live spot for New Day when a raccoon attempted to creep into the frame. (laughs) In response, Johns threw an object at the critter and hollered, get, as he tried to salvage his footage. And then this was still while he was being shot. He goes, freaking raccoon coons man john john's exclaimed in the clip as he repeatedly turned away from the camera to check for further advances (laughs) (laughs) then he says god again that's the second time jesus john's explained later that no animals were harmed when he threw something to scare it off he also had he also offered a theory on why the white house raccoons have been so friendly lately he says i think they're attracted to the lights i don't know about that but no, I thought they were mostly nocturnal. They don't like lights. Yeah. And I, well, I think, I think New Day must be really early. So it's probably still dark in Maybe. the morning. I was going to say, I like that the reporter is not getting facts, but just has an idea. I'm surprised the raccoon, it, the raccoon itself isn't auditioning for a job as a reporter at this point. <laughs> um, it says, it, it seems that raccoons have been a problem for reporters outside the White House for at least a week. Paula Reed of CBS News said a raccoon attacked multiple news crews on the North Lawn on September 28th. 
and posted photos on Twitter showing a few rummaging around a media tent, which there are pictures of it trying, one of it's trying to bite to get into a backpack. Oh. Uh, and then this is kind of funny. She says, strong Pawnee vibes at the White House this morning in reference to the fictional town of Pawnee, Indiana in the political comedy Parks and Rec, which was oddly enough overrun by menacing raccoons. Uh, and now authorities have set up traps and um, secret service agents tried to wrangle a raccoon from a tree. Oh, brother. Yes. Uh, and then, of course, people on Twitter have uh, jokes going on about uh, about the whole thing. But yes. So so the so the raccoons are attacking the reporters on the White House lawn. The raccoons. I, I don't know if that means those raccoons are liberal or conservative. That's what I'm saying. It really depends on which news crews you um, think that they are. Well, not think. They definitely attack someone from CNN. They definitely attack someone from CBS. And uh, the Secret Service agents are not immune to their huh. vicious territoriality. <laughs> That's what I'll say. I mean, I'm fine with it. They didn't hurt anybody. They're probably just hungry or looking for the limelight. They are. They're looking for their 15 minutes of fame. Yep. Which actually, oddly enough, they've gotten because it's been picked up by several news outlets. <laughs> Mission accomplished, raccoons. Well done. Yeah. yeah. There is a story coming out of China. Mm. <laughs> this is just a funny little one. A group of guys in China ran naked through the streets uh, after losing a competition with their friends. The, sorry, their coworkers. Their coworkers. And uh, they were coworkers? When somebody's going to get fired. And then, well, not only that, they also have it on video. It looks like it was like, you know, how certain, I'm sure probably every street in China has video cameras on it. Yeah. So it just looks like that kind of like grainy surveillance footage, but they have footage of them running through several streets naked um, and police detained the five men for indecent exposure. I mean, they should just detain them for pulling, doing pranks. I hate pranks. You hate pranks? I mean, I think I hate the people that mastermind the pranks themselves more than the actual pranks, but yeah, especially if adults like, or kid, any of it, I'm like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> pranks are for people who can't, who can't think up something more clever to do. And you're in a, you're in a movie. No, but I really hate pranks. Ask anyone. <laughs> Chrissy is my best friend. You should know how much I hate pranks. <laughs> And now I'm going to have to cancel a few plans I had. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> Ugh, it's exhausting. It's exhausting. It's just for fun. But why are they, why did, what did they do or not do that they had to run around naked? Does it say? Unfortunately, they did not say, but there is video of, um, there is video of two of them together and then one running very slowly, certainly not a runner. Uh, running around naked and it just said the police detained them naked that's the worst part they were naked when they got detained i know who wants to and then they have to get in the back of the car it's like i hope they put down a blanket or something maybe they let them put their pants back on at least if they had them i mean they might have just left them in the office and took off for a little i they must they must have been like on drugs or drunk or both I would think, right? I can't think they imagine they were totally sober deciding to do this. Yeah, I don't know. They were why well, I, I can I can testify that they were running in a straight line. It, they didn't <laughs> seem impaired. 
I still would be like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pass, guys. Yeah. Or they could have, or they could have just gone to that race, that naked race that was in um, the nudist colony that we talked about a few episodes ago. That's true. Yeah, they could have just yeah. done that. There are more. Um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, like a, like a, like a, an official way of, of right. being nude if one wishes to be. <laughs> they should have sought out official <laughs> legal legal means right. of being. Nude I'm sorry. In I'm only nude in le- legal. Environment, legal environments where it is legally sanctioned that's right i feel like in china there probably aren't that many legally sanctioned nude places i don't think so i don't even know if they that would be a good question if they even have nudist colonies yeah there must be somewhere i guess i don't know where any of them are in the u.s but i guess they exist oh yeah they're all over they're all over over. Oh, all right, Anne. I have a. This is a. This is more of a tip for you because I know that you have. Do you have two cats or just one cat? Two cats. You have Terry. Terry is the cat with three legs who was rescued from Azerbaijan, <laughs> <laughs> and he is delightful. He gets around. You would never know. He only has three legs. He runs just as fast as a four-legged cat. And then we have Showbiz, who is a fluffy black and white rescue kitten well and i'm gonna give you this tip because this might help you communicate with your cats Ooh, okay yeah and the key term is slow blink slow blink okay slow blink uh there's new research that suggests that humans can signal goodwill by learning how cats themselves smile hmm and that is when a cat narrows its eyes and shuts them, holding them closed for a bu- few brief moments. The move is a show of accord, both between cats and with their human companions. I can both see that because it also shows that they feel comfortable and not like they have, you know, trust in the human. Yes. Uh, so, so this uh, researcher from the University of Sussex says... Um, Try narrowing your eyes at them as you would in a relaxed smile, followed by closing your eyes for a couple seconds. You'll find they respond in the same way themselves, and you can start a sort of comp- uh, conversation, not competition. You can start a s- sort of conversation. Um, and it says that the slow blink was always thought to be um, an indication that cats were feeling relaxed and non-threatened. And that cats often look at each other this way as a show of friendship. Huh. So kind of just closing like you're about to fall asleep. Yeah. Hold it for, and I think you have to narrow your eyes. I don't know what that part means. And then close. Yeah. I, think I just did it. Well, I'll give it a go and report back. Yeah. See what happens. I'm feeling more relaxed just watching you do it. I know. Very <laughs> soothing. <laughs> Very soothing. Yeah. Uh, and they said the two-part experiment found that cats tend not to initiate the slow blink. Wow. At, yeah. yeah. Everybody knows that. Cats are very standoffish. Yes. They wait for their uh, humans to prompt before returning in kind. And I'm the same way. You are, yeah. I'm not going to be the first one. I yeah. need the other person. That's true. You're standoffish. Yeah. Uh, I have to say when uh, Bennett was a baby and wouldn't go to sleep, I used to try to, like, somehow I read, like, if I close my eyes, if I was, like, looking at him and close my eyes, that might um, 
get him to close his, but I will report back that that never worked. Same. I would, but that'd be me just falling, trying to fall asleep. Yeah. I would just open my, like I'd have my eyes closed and I'd open them and he'd just be staring at me. (laughs) That's creepy. (laughs) (laughs) Well, to be fair, he was in the crib. He had nowhere else to go. I'm like trying to like lean over. He's like lady, beat it. (laughs) He's like, I'm not even remotely tired. So you can close your eyes all you want. Yeah. He's like, I'll take first shift. You go to sleep. (laughs) (laughs) I'll be here crying in my, in my uh, crib. You're crying in my crib. Uh, all right, and one last story, which is a good segue into our movie of the week. Although we are going to do the taste test in between, but okay. this is a this is a good primer for ice spiders, which we'll, we will be Ooh, talking about. That's right. Yes, and then the latest Patrick, not the latest, but the latest that <laughs> the we are latest. reviewing, Patrick Muldoon. Vehicle. Probably reviewing, like it's like, hmm, the pros and cons <laughs> of ice spiders. <laughs> um. This is one that you had found, um, and it's again, of course, from the animal kingdom. Um, although I don't know, do caterpillars count as animals? That's oh, that yeah. I was gonna yeah. say I don't remember anything that I did. Yeah. So this one was um, <laughs> I don't remember anything. I'm <laughs> <laughs> telling you, my memory. Uh, well, I'll jog your memory with this. There have been multiple sightings of a hairy venomous caterpillar in virginia yeah and it looks wild it it look it really just looks like a big fur ball it looks like a toupee a moving a slowly a slow moving toupee that is a good that is a a terrible toupee not anyone that's going to fool anybody i mean that's all toupees isn't it (laughs) i think some have betters than others but um anyway it is considered to be one of the most venomous caterpillars in the u.s and there have been multiple reports of the puss caterpillar appearing <laughs> in parks or near structures in Eastern Virginia. Uh, and the Department of Forestry is warning residents to stay away from the caterpillar because it has venomous spikes across its thick furry coat. I don't even know, what, if you saw this thing, I don't even think you would even realize it's what it is. And also what would compel you to touch it? I guess they call it the puss. I mean, I guess that could be a merkin instead of a head toupee. What's a merkin? A merkin is like a toupee for genitals. <laughs> it is. It's, it is. It's a real thing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what was that follow-up question? <laughs> yeah, a merkin. That's a thing? Yeah. It is. It's, like a, does- it's a toupee for, for genitals male or female yeah i guess yeah people have a need for something like that i suppose so maybe sometimes you want to dress things up <laughs> oh, God. it's an it's yeah i just the the official um the official uh dictionary description it's a noun an artificial covering of hair for the pubic area And then people ask, why would you wear a merkin? A merkin is a wig, (laughs) a wig made to cover the pubic area. It is typically used by women as a bedroom accessory or as a way to disguise their pubic area in films. They can be worn for as little as a few hours to as long as three or four days. Just just like, it's like wearing a hat on your vagina. (laughs) I love that you say that. Like, that's like, 
<laughs> like, doesn't everybody do that? Yeah. Okay. Well, I will say that um, if I saw this caterpillar out in the wild, it looks like a merkin. It's smaller uh, than a two than a toupee. It's, past, it's covering less area. It it's it's well. I will say the picture on the uh, website here. It's hard to tell how big it is. It's it looks rather large actually to me. It looks like it almost looks like a. Um, although it doesn't have like oh, a face or anything. Now I'm thing. seeing. You know what? You know why they think that maybe it, they came into play because they were originally used for sex workers and like if there people had had crabs or anything and you had to shave the hair off. You you could use that as a as like a replacement. But yeah, a lot of these things are saying a wim- a woman's wig, but I think it could be for a man too. Why not? Oh, Merkin for sale. Where do you even buy a Merkin? Oh, I'm, I'm looking at some pictures now. Yeah. I think the caterpillar story has been derailed. <laughs> <laughs> the sky's the limit with Merkins. <laughs> well, uh, I'll just say, if you're in Virginia and you see a hairy caterpillar, don't touch it. Do not put it on your pubic area. For sure. <laughs> oh my god! Or your head, but I bet it would be hurt even worse on your pubic area. Uh, yes, because apparently the reaction to touching it can include an itchy rash, vomiting, swollen glands, and fever. Oof. Yeah. So. That's a, that's a ride you might not want to take. Literally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, literally. Yes. Uh, I have to say, oh, someone else described the feeling of uh, like a scorching hot night. Ouch. Yeah. Um, all right, Anne. Well, I think I've learned something new here today. I, I can't believe you've never heard of a Merkin. I thought that was pretty, like a pretty well-known thing. Never, ever. Like never. Look at that. Never. That brand new. Oh, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna when I have dinner tonight, I'm gonna ask my family. Yeah, get it, get a poll. I want to see if anybody else had heard of one. We'll take a poll. You know, we should put that on Instagram, man. Yeah. Should, yeah. To be part of our post. Yeah. Yeah, I will. How many people know what a Merkin is? I think the answer is gonna be like 95% of people are gonna know. I think we should definitely do it because okay. I it's brand new to me. <laughs> brand new now i know what someone may be getting for christmas (laughs) oh no pranks and you know how we feel about that that's no prank (laughs) (laughs) speaking of trying new things and we have some candy here to try oh we do so i was watching a clip of the drew barrymore show which i do like by the way i think she's very genuine i love drew barrymore but anyway so um a guy that i follow on twitter posted a clip of him eating these things on her show and i said i've got to get my hands on this and what it is are the brock company i don't know is that how you pronounce it brock brock Brock? oh Um, i always thought it was brock i think it is the candy corn company and I've asked, I think we've I've been asked this question about peeps and it's like, how do they stay going beyond just the one limited season? So, you know, they have the regular candy corn that we all know and love, love or at least I like, mm-hmm. Chrissy doesn't, but they made a special limited edition version this year yeah. called Turkey Dinner. Yeah. And 
within the confines of this bag, there are several flavors. The flavors being, these are candy corns, okay? Green beans. Oh, okay. I think I know Which I think is the green one. Yeah. Roasted turkey, which I don't know which one that one is because a lot of them look similar. Yeah. Cranberry sauce, which is clearly the red one. Yeah. Ginger glazed carrot, sweet potato pie, and stuffing. Now, I would imagine that the glazed carrot and the sweet potato pie taste somewhat similar, but I don't know. And I thought, oh, that'll be fun. Let's taste them. And when I bought them like two weeks ago, my husband and son both tried them and spit them out on literally spit them out onto the ground and said they were vile. So now I'm really scared. So have water and something, a spittoon, if you will. My spittoon is just going to be a tissue. And Nicholas came to watch me because he's literally warned me. He's like, mom, I'm not kidding. You will have to spit them out. Well, can we start easy with the cranberry? No. Oh, now they're both watching. I don't, I think we should treat ourselves at the end with the cranberry. Oh, okay. All right. So I think we should do it like how, if you were to have your plate of Thanksgiving food, like what would you eat first? I say we do the one that has the yellow top and the brown body. And I feel like that must be turkey. Okay. Okay. You ready? No, wait, you, you don't, you don't bite on these things, right? You just suck on them. You bite it. What are you talking about? It's not a lollipop. <laughs> I understand you don't like candy corn, but you don't know how to consume it. I thought they were kind of like sucking no, candy. No, you chew on it and swallow it. But I don't, I'm just thinking, let's put it in our mouths and chew it. And then you're, it's up to you, your personal choice, if you want to swallow it. Okay. It's a case of candy that you chew and swallow. I feel like most candy you suck on, like, like a, like a lemon drop, like a lemon drop. well this is not like a lemon drop i'll tell you that much okay let's do it ready one two three i'm scared i'm scared okay here we go oh oh god no no No. oh wow okay no no Mm -mm. oh my god the aftertaste is even worse it's stuck in my tooth it's stuck inside of stuck inside of my tooth That's what I was going to say. You know, the first chew, I was like, this isn't so bad. It really doesn't taste like much, but it was the second and third that it starts to hit you. That's vile. I think it was the turkey. (laughs) Oh my God. You know, it tastes like if you had a Tootsie roll that was, that you put in um, turkey grease, like the bottom of a, like. I think that's generous. Yeah, that's generous. That's disgusting. All right. Which one do you want to try next? You want to do the white bottom with the with the orange top yeah this one yeah i don't know what this one is but let's go with that and he nicholas is next to me going under his breath oh god oh god so i feel like this might be the one the one thrown over the top wait you think this is the worst one it may be it is bad because the first one is still a little bit it's still in there oh i have a feeling all night you're gonna be like i feel nauseous why oh i still have pieces of candy corn from the turkey candy corn in my mouth Okay. All right. Uh, ready? Yeah. One. Got two. two. One, two. <laughs> I can't. Right. One, Three. Two. I don't mind this. No, this one's not bad. No. I can't identify what it is. I think this one might be the um ginger glazed carrot because it tastes yes. kind of a ginger flavor. Yes. I'm actually I agree. swallowing, chewing and swallowing this one. Yeah, I am too. 
This one I can take. It's it's ginger. Yeah, that one's actually. I don't know if I'd eat a handful of them, but it's fine. No, okay. I wouldn't eat any more than I just ate, but it was fine. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that one wasn't bad. Thumbs up for well, thumbs. It's Maldine for for ginger flavor. <laughs> the Maldine. Mm-hmm. You want to do green next? Green is the, clearly the green bean. Yeah. All right, ready? One, two, <laughs> three. <laughs> oh my. I don't think this one's that bad either. You're still eating it? I ate it. Oh my God. That's worse <laughs> than the turkey. Oh my God. That's worse than the turkey. Oh. I don't mind this one. Oh, no, 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 no. That's like what evil tastes like. That's so bad. <laughs> Did you swallow that? Did you yeah. chew and swallow? I did. I don't think it was that bad. <laughs> that was truly vile. <laughs> All right. So this one you want to do, you have one that has an orange top and an orange body. Oh, this. Yeah. All right. I'm, I'm ready to do the monochromatic. Okay. Ready? Sure. I'm yeah. going to guess it's sweet potato. Okay. Oh, no. Mm-mm. I don't like this one at all. No. 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 <laughs> oh, my God. That one is horrible. No, I don't that think one it's is that horrible. bad. I mean, it's not good. I'm, I'm going to spit it out, but it's not disgusting. You think that might be the carrot? No. It. I think it was. Is there one that's called stuffing? I think it might be stuffing. You think that was the stuffing? Yes. It tasted orangey to me. It tasted like dirt to me. That was not good. No. That was a not good one. I mean, so far for me, the worst one was the green bean. Wait, was the green bean? Yeah, that was the worst one. Really? Yeah. By a mile. By a mile, green bean. Oh, no. All right, now we got, should we do the... That one was terrible, whatever that was. This is, this one is the white with the brown body. Oh, this is the one we're doing? Yeah. Okay, this isn't the ginger? I don't know. Let's find out. Let's take a take a bite and find out. All right, ready? Yeah. One, two, three. Oh, oh God. <laughs> That's terrible. Oh, why? Why? Oh. God. <laughs> what the hell is that? That's <laughs> supposed to be stuffing. What? That is, oh my God, the smell of it chewed up. I'm going to throw up. I'm going to throw up. I might, I might throw up. That might, this might be what puts it over the edge. What the hell? First of all, stuffing is my favorite part of the Thanksgiving dinner. Why would they make it taste so horrible? That's, well, that's like staying with me too. It's staying. This is it. This is, this is, that's unacceptable. That's outrageous. That is disgusting. That was disgusting. God. That was definitely not the ginger. All right. I've had three <clears throat> bad ones. <laughs> and you know, the interesting thing is when you get these candies, isn't it like you just throw them all in your mouth? You don't yeah. sort them out. So what kind of taste is that giving you? <laughs> Nothing good. Oh, God. Okay. You ready for the palate cleanser, which is the cranberry? So is the cran the cranberry is the last one, right? Yeah, because we're only oh, okay. Six. Okay. I feel like this one's gonna be okay. 
All right, good. All right, let's end on a good note. Cheers. You know what it tastes like? It tastes like an off-brand Starburst. Yeah. Like, actually, like a Starburst gone wrong. Yeah. Like one that something, something went, one of those, when they tried to do those, like, tropical flavors, and he went, I just want the regular strawberry and the regular cherry, please. Yeah. I mean, you, that one is not disgusting, but it's not, it's not right. No, it's not good. No, it's not good. What was your favorite, you think? Oh, God, throw this away. I think the ginger, and I don't even like ginger. Yeah, I think the ginger one might be the best one. That was a wild ride we just went on. Well, happy Halloween for that one, Anne. We need to start talking about, we need, we need to start talking about the latest Patrick Muldoon that I have seen. The latest. It was like, I don't even know what year it's from. 2007 ice spiders which premiered on the sci-fi channel okay yeah the first time i saw it was on sci-fi but i wasn't sure if it was an original or a acquisition oh well it seems that it that it was on um sci-fi and this movie stars patrick muldoon as dash a former olympic ski hopeful whose career was cut short and now teaches ski at this lost mountain in utah yep it also has vanessa williams uh the vanessa williams who was on um vanessa l williams yes from um melrose place yep this is a big melrose place movie yeah uh she plays dr april summers thomas calabro also from Mm -hmm. melrose place who plays captain baker Yep. And the other notable would be Stephen Cannell. Is that how you say his last name? I think so. And that was my favorite thing about the whole movie. That he was, I thought he had maybe perhaps written it and had a small part, but no, he was just hired as an actor for this film. And that's exactly, I looked that up because I said the same thing. I go, how do I know this guy? I'm like, he looks so familiar to me. And then I'm like, is he the guy at the end of the shows with the, where is that the typewriter? And yeah, it is the writer. And yes, no, he, he did not write it. He just was happy to be involved with the project yes he plays um frank stone i will say he was a, a writer i don't know if also the creator of the rockford files greatest american hero and wise guy i love the rockford files love and i will say that i think if he had a hand in writing this uh it might have been a better movie oh. but touche not to not to spoil my opinion of it here's a quick plot synopsis Can i just say one thing I'm not sure what you were expecting out of a sci-fi movie called Ice Spiders. Like, how high was that bar? Okay? I wasn't going in high. I was not. I was not. Uh, But the general plot is when a young ski team, which also, that whole, anyway. When a young ski team training for the Olympics arrives at the remote and isolated Lost Mountain Ski Resort to focus on training... They are thrilled to find a retired Olympic skier, played by Patrick Muldoon. That's right. Is there to help them train, which actually is not the most accurate of summations, but okay. No, he's like um, the, he's like the um the resident ski the pro, right? He's, the, he's pro. Like the pro. And I will say, I, I mean, I guess maybe some of them are thrilled to find him there, but others see him as like someone they need to challenge. They had like a whole like race down the mountain. Yeah. Uh, but their plans are halted when a scientist, which is Vanessa Williams, mm-hmm. working at a nearby government lab, arrives with the horrifying news 
that a top secret government project has produced giant spiders and they have escaped killing and eating everything in sight. Mm -hmm. Do you think that there really are government programs that have giant spiders and things like that? I do. Um, giant spiders, no. I'm sure there's government programs. I don't think they have giant spiders. Some kind of weird animal hybrids, that kind of thing? Possibly. <laughs> I think they do. But in this film, okay, so a couple things. The In terms <laughs> of the look of the film, the spiders themselves are absurd looking. They're well, not like, exactly well done. No, I mean, it's like pretty pretty ba like cgi basic yeah i read some some you know they always have the reviews some this was just a viewer reviewing said it looked like someone's someone in 10th grade had done these spiders they're really pretty poor i don't think they got like the creme de la creme i don't think the guy who did you know avengers whatever it was the guy who did this cgi oh. work well or even starship troopers those spiders were far more realistic that was like a real movie in the movie theater <laughs> but um so these spiders exactly they have escaped from a lab and they are eating people um they're eating skiers well the first people they eat are like some hunters in the woods or the workers in the in the lab Oh, and then they ate the workers in the, uh, well maybe yeah, I guess that was first they ate the workers in the yeah. lab they escaped then they were um killing um the hunters in the yeah. woods the other thing i'll say is there's many scenes in this movie of people running away from the spiders who yeah. seem to be quite fast and have a lot of endurance um and all, almost all of them fall down mm -hmm. like, well, they that, panic. that's the direction start running and fall down that's the trope in all the horror movies <laughs> so so patrick muldoon even though he is just the ski pro at this lodge is uh, immediately enmeshed into the whole um, finding of the spiders because the um, the regular um, they're not ski patrol like the forest patrol yeah um, they had a lot of people out with the flu conveniently so <laughs> so Patrick Muldoon's boss volunteered him to go out on the search and rescues yeah. for these missing hunters before they realized they were killed by these spiders yeah. I think like Muldoon in this movie he's like you know he's got his ear to the his ear to the on the pulse of the town like he's just like pals with everybody so he's on the inside track they know they can trust him yes and he also i guess in the film is supposed to be like the voice of the outraged because you know when he he's the one that everyone tells this stuff to like vanessa williams tells him what the whole reason was that they were raising these spiders and making them bigger and he's the one that's like well i guess that didn't work out and i guess you didn't <laughs> think that through and, my, oh, and i'm like this, this ski bum is the one who's telling the scientist how it all went wrong <laughs> and he went look he wasn't wrong oh no he well he wasn't wrong. the spiders were on a a bloodlust killing spree yeah. uh so i will say um so and then and then the military a small military group is brought into the lab when they discover that the lab has been compromised to 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 hunt down these spiders and um i will say that they have to contain the program contain yes good and contain the program um and i think that was one of the funnier things was they kept talking about 
how cold it was and how it was sub-zero. And this group of, I guess, elite military show up. Um, all of them are wearing short sleeves like with vests on, with military vests on. One has no shirt on, just the vest. And no, no one seems even remotely cold, like not even, it, it seems like it's sunny in 75. It probably was. Oh, I'm sure it was. Because the, the, the opening scene was these two hunters and one of them was saying how cold he was. He couldn't get his hands to work to turn on the lighter cut to the military guys who again no shirt just vest seem not even shivering not even like to show their top as nails chrissy they are they you know what temperature doesn't affect them just like it doesn't affect the spiders yeah yeah no one really actually seemed to be affected by the cold including as you said the spiders who were supposed that was part of their logic they're like spiders don't live in the cold so they'll never escape because then they'll just die in the cold but these spiders were resistant is that, that true spiders don't live in any cold climates i hope that that basic premise i don't know it's true it's... i mean i winter but i uh, wonder i don't know i because i never thought <clears throat> i never thought about that it's like the premise of the whole movie essentially yeah well like you said i don't know if we can base it all on i don't know if anybody was like conferring with actual scientists when they were writing the script of this movie no definitely not um and i will say it's like you know the spiders start kind of gradually picking people off but then for like the last half hour they're just blatantly they're literally on the ski slope jumping on top of people and killing them yeah that's and fun. it's like a mass massacre um and so the people in the lodge who can get back to the lodge the people who can get back to the lodge barricade themselves in uh, and Patrick Muldoon winds up getting getting himself there, and they let him in. Can I um, just tell you? Yeah, I just googled it. If spiders yeah. survive in the in the winter or cold temperatures, and not only do they, oh, but it says most temperate zone spiders have enough antifreeze in their bodies that they won't freeze at any temperature down to negative five Celsius. Some can get colder, so. <laughs> So much to you, <laughs> script writer, screenwriter. So, oh, there you go. It says they need to be, it says spiders can tolerate temperatures as cold as negative five degrees Celsius or about 23 degrees Fahrenheit, well below freezing. Some would say surviving in the ice. The, the ice spiders. That's right. That, well, look, so that could have been problem number one with their experiment, basic science. Basically, they might have wanted to followed. look that up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but so in the film, so they all barricade themselves into this lodge. And then one of the spiders infiltrates the lodge. And of course, Patrick Muldoon gets like, it seems like the fireplace poker or something and is hitting, hitting the spider with it. And then that doesn't work. They get the thing gets the thing away from him. And then Vanessa Williams, Dr. April Summers, is I should also mention someone that Patrick Muldoon is trying to court the whole time. He's yeah, I was gonna to say like there's it feels like there should have been like a legit romance happening. I mean, granted, who has the time with the spiders? But <laughs> well, he was he had asked her out a couple times. She turned him down. Anyway, so so let me just say that in the midst that's of that's outrageous. Like, yeah, 
in the midst of like 30 people have now been killed by spiders there's an active spider in the lodge trying to get attack them he's trying to fend it off the, the poker gets away from him vanessa williams uh helps him enhance him like a rat like a shelf like a shelving unit of some kind and he beats the spider and and defeats the spider and then in this moment of terror and tragedy he turns to vanessa williams character who again is a doctor and says hey doc nice rack that's hilarious (laughs) you know what he delivers it with charm he delivers the line with charm. That was my favorite part of the entire movie. I was like, there's literally no acknowledgement that 30 people. <laughs> First of all, people were just killed in front of them. Violently. Brutally, brutally and violently. Blood is spurting everywhere. And yet he still has time for a quip slash lightly hitting on her. Yeah, including someone, sorry, I should have said that. The spider first gets into Lodge and, and kills someone in his head. He just gets his head and everyone's <laughs> watching as blood is literally spraying the room. <laughs> and then he's just like, hey, I killed him. Nice rack. He keeps his cool. When you're on the <laughs> slopes, when you're on the slopes, you got to know how to keep it cool. <laughs> uh, so I will say that that was, I was I'm like, still, oh God. I'm still eating know. chips, by the way. Um, yeah he's charming what can I say isn't there at one point I think towards the end or 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 when they just devise a plan again my favorite part is that the government the government military and scientists are all trying to come up with this plan to contain these spiders and one of the main components of this plan involves the ski instructor on the (laughs) without him the plan would not have worked and i thought that is the funniest thing that he was the key component the linchpin of this operation being successful yeah because they they, what they needed him to do was corral the spiders by him lighting flares that's my favorite it's maldoon on ski picture this listeners (laughs) (laughs) it's maldoon on skis holding flares and waving them in the air as he's doing expert skiing down the slopes and trying to attract the spiders from the heat from the flares. Again, not sure if this is um, medically or scientifically something that would attract the spiders, but for the sake of this film, that's what was doing it. That's it. That is it. That seems very logical, doesn't it? Um, All right, Anne. Well, I did look up some um i did look up some reviews of this film viewer reviews viewer reviews okay oh we should just say so that of course in the end yeah they catch what there's like two remaining spiders they catch a couple spiders left yeah but then the government decides (laughs) everybody needs to like basically sign an nda like they're like no one can know what happened here no one and muldoon's like oh you think that's wise yeah. Or whatever, Calabro yeah. and Calabro is like, Muldoon, stay out of it. And yeah. um, so apparently it's all it all became a big cover-up. It was a big cover-up that this old guy came this mysterious, it was kind of like something out of the X-Files. This mysterious old guy comes, you know, up in a um snowmobile, not not um like a plow kind of thing, like a big industrial truck. Yeah. And he tells Patrick Muldoon that the um 
that they're going to tell people that they were on a hallucinogenic drug that was being experimented from the government. I don't know why that's better than telling them that there were ice spiders, but uh, right. yes. they hallucinated the ice spiders. How they're going to explain the people's being wrapped up in cocoons, I don't know. But again, yeah. who knows what the government's doing? Or you know, also to their um, to their families. I mean, they they actually said the number thirty people died. So how are they <laughs> going to explain that those thirty people died? I don't know. And that there's no bodies to um, there's no bodies to recover. Nope. So. And I thought for sure that they were going to do some kind of wink and nod, like a spider was going to escape for the possibility of an ice spiders too, but no such luck. Because, you know, I'd be, I'd be watching opening night ice spiders part two. Um, well, let's see. I, you know, I will say that most of the reviews that I saw were, you might guess, negative. <laughs> Again, what do you um, want, people? Like, what are you expecting? Hamlet? <laughs> uh, well, I will say, this is a pretty funny one. It says, the acting is mediocre. Patrick Muldoon, who, who has, I cannot talk today. Patrick Muldoon, who seems to have graduated from the Shatner School of Acting. Now, I love William Shatner. Yeah. Well, oh, you mean being charming? Yeah. And lovable? Being able to deliver a line that's ridiculous in a charming way. Thank you, is what yeah. I would say for Muldoon. Thanks for the yeah. compliment. Uh, they say he's about as wooden as you get. Vanessa Williams isn't much better. Now you might like this. Stephen J. Cannell is actually the best thing in this movie. And, and that's like being the leper with the most fingers. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty funny. <laughs> and this person also says, I guess you have to give the extras some credit for tromping around in the snow and pretending to have giant spiders jump on them. Yeah, I think that's, I, on, I swear to God, and I've said it before. I think doing acting in some of these like ridiculous movies is harder than doing good acting with a good script and everything. I mean, you, they have to be terrified of CGI spiders you can't even see and then do acting around it. Like, I think that seems way harder. Yeah. Well, okay. I'm not an actress, by the way. I'm, I'm terrible. Whenever I tried to do acting, they're like, you're not good at this. And I'd say noted. So what do I know? Maybe you needed the right material, Anne. That's what I'm going to go with. You know what? Next time I go out for an audition, I'm going to bring my sides will be from Vanessa L. Williams. I'll be like, hi, I'm reading um, from Ice Spiders. Right. I'm playing Dr. A What's her name? Dr. April, April Summers. I'm playing the role of Dr. April Summers from Ice Spiders. I'm going to take it yeah. from the top. That's right. And I'll book Oh, that. I would watch that audition. I think maybe you should do that. Anne. I should. You should that would be great it would be unexpected and they yeah. go you know what i don't you know what uh one really stuck with me the girl that did the ice spiders <laughs> she was terrible we're not casting her but i'll be damned she can pick some material yep uh yes and here's but there was some positive this this one says uh i watched this movie late one night late one <laughs> night might be the key I, mean, my, I was completely fucking stoned <laughs> um and was blown away blown the cinematography away. really captured the helplessness and passion of the situation and i thought the musical score which i will admit i didn't even notice really underlined the intensity the that cast, guy was still stone when he wrote that by the way <laughs> the characters are portrayed brilliantly by this assortment of previously unknown but soon to be world recognized actors and actresses 
and I hope to see many more films directed by this wonderful producer. <laughs> wow. Oh, yeah. Wait, the last line sort of cinches it all. I don't want to spoil any of the twisted and complicated plot, but rest assured that you will reach new realms of spiritual enlightenment on completion of this epic tale. That guy was on a full, had just done like peyote <laughs> and was coming down off of that or something. Either that or somehow this, this review wound up in here, but it was really for like some other film. Oh, the music, the song at the end is Muldoon. What do you That's, mean? He d- oh, we've talked about this. So he's also a musician. <laughs> he is. He's a musician. He does it all. He's a he's a triple threat. Well, I don't know if he dances, but he sings and acts. Wait, but he's singing at the end of this thing? The music that plays, you know, during when the credits are rolling. He doesn't sing in the movie, but he's the music at the end. Now I have to go back and listen to yeah. it. Yeah. And because when I was watching it, I was like, is this that sounds like him. That sounds like Patrick Muldoon singing. And I was right. I'll say one more thing, and this this could be along the lines of what we were talking about earlier, but at certain points, and I know you're are gonna probably disagree, but at certain points, I kind of felt like his hair was a toupee. <laughs> I don't know. I mean it maybe. seemed to move at as one. I don't know. I'll have to investigate it. I mean, he look, he's got a good head of hair on. I don't know why he'd be wearing a wig. Unless he um, maybe what was working on another movie and they had to do pickups. You know, sometimes that happens and then they, I don't know. Yeah, it, it seemed also to not be like on his head. That was maybe the thing. I don't know. I don't know. I don't maybe they just put a lot of hairspray since he was going to be like being active outside. Yeah, maybe. All right, Anne, so on our new scale of a Van Dean being the worst, a Muldoon being the best, mm-hmm. and a Muldeen being somewhere in the middle, yeah, where are you uh, going to uh, put this? I mean, for what it is, I give it like, I give it like two notches above a Muldeen. Like, it's not the best Muldeen, like, not the, the best, but I enjoy it. Like I said, I've seen it three, four times. It's entertaining. Well, I I think I'm going Van Dean. It's a one. Although I feel <laughs> very Casper Van Dean. We don't really think you are a one. You're great. Ah, uh, yeah, he's great. I agree. But it's just the scale. A one. He's your number. He's he's not even like a couple of notches above it. It was really. Let me say this. I've now seen Ice <laughs> Spiders. Yeah. Starship Troopers, yep. A Boyfriend for Christmas, and Fatal Acquittal. Right. Four Muldoon movies. <laughs> yeah. And I'm still going to say the best one by far, like by far to me, was A Boyfriend for Christmas. Yeah. Well, that one's just a delight. That I will give a Muldoon. Wow. Yeah. I will agree with you. That's why I love that one. Love I it. mean, a Muldoon on the Muldoon scale, I guess. But this Ice Spiders might, I don't know, this and Fatal Acquittal, pretty neck and neck. Um, but listen, I'm, I'm glad that I have, you know, delved further into the Muldoon um, uh, library of films. <laughs> we'll, have to, we'll have to see what's up next. Yeah, we'll see what, what's next. What are we going to do? I don't even know. I don't know either. 
I don't know. We're going to have to do like a, I think we're going to have to do like a Halloween episode. I don't know if there's a Muldoon Halloween. I got to look, but I'm sure we can find a good one. Well, this was classified as a horror adventure film. Oh, although I would say the Brock candy corn took us on more of an emotional adventure. Oh my gosh. So much, so much more emotion went into the Brock candy tasting than into ice spiders. I can still taste the green bean one. And I have, I need to get more water for sure. Even after eating potato chips for the past half an hour. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Anne, I think that wraps it up for this episode. Well, it was a wild ride. It was a wild ride. And um, I think we should remind everyone to listen on Spotify, Google, Overcast, Breaker, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and of course, Anchor. Yeah. And uh, did we say Apple Podcasts? No. An Apple. An Apple. But basically, and you know what? There's no excuse. Anywhere you can get a podcast, almost probably, I think. Yes. And yes. be sure to go over to our Instagram page. That's the outrageous podcast. And we post recaps from each episode with pictures that can, um, can show you what we're talking about because some yes. of the things may be slightly obscure. Shocker. Yes. And we'll do, we're going to do a poll. We will. Yeah. If you're lucky, you'll get to see it, see a Merkin. <laughs> if that's not, if that is not enticing enough, then I don't know what to tell you. You know, you know how certain like um, influencers have giveaways. This could be our first giveaway, Anne. I think they're cheap. A well-made Merkin. I don't know. I mean, well, I, listen, I'm, this is a whole new world for me. Uh, and on that note, Anne, until next time. Until next time, everyone. Eat regular candy corn, not the turkey dinner. Oh God, stay away. Outrageous. 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 Outrage